Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. To say that Lisa Curry is a national icon is an understatement. Best known for her long and successful swimming career, Lisa Curry has competed in three Olympic Games, two World Championships, and three Commonwealth Games. Lisa has won four Outrigger Canoe World Championships with her team, the Rigaroos, in the 72-kilometre race, and in 2005, Lisa became the first Australian to win the Hawaiian Molokai to Oahu 66-kilometre solo Outrigger race. Lisa has been inducted into the Australian Hall of Fame. Lisa's life has played out largely on the pages and screens of our media, and now, having turned 60, she says it's time for her. In this episode, Lisa Curry brings her experience and wisdom to the subject of women's health and creating a life that is energized and meaningful at every stage. Having launched a wellness brand, Happy Healthy You, in 2014, with her business partner, author, and women's hormonal specialist, Jeff Butterworth, she's committed to providing support and education for Australian women who are seeking a natural alternative to treat and manage various health and hormonal issues. From understanding the signs that your body is sending you to prioritizing your happiness, this episode is a reminder that it is never too late to make small or significant changes that pay big health dividends to the quality of your life. I'm so honored to introduce you to Lisa Curry on the Ageless by Rescue podcast. I am so delighted to welcome uh, Lisa Curry to Ageless by Rescue podcast. This was um, a little bit in the making, but um, when I was first planning the show a year and a bit ago, I remember going through a list of ageless muses and I wanted to have a local and international voice. And when I was looking at iconic women, that we want to hear from on this subject. Lisa, you are definitely up there. Such an honour and a pleasure to host you. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I don't feel iconic. Um, It's funny when people use that word because there are so many people who have done so many more amazing things than me. But, you know, I have been around a long time. Um, You know, I've been in the public eye for, what, 40 years now. Mm. And, you know, I'm still busy um so it's kind of you're busy and you're beloved and I think um one of the things that makes you iconic in my respect and certainly the people I've spoken to and the millions of magazine covers that obviously sell when they have images of you on the front cover a testimony to that as well is that you have always shared your journey very authentically very openly and that has given a lot of us permission to have conversations that perhaps we wouldn't have had. Would you agree that that's kind of been your superpower? When you say it like that, I didn't set out to do that. Um, I just, if someone asks me a question, I'm quite open about it because the answer is the answer. It's honest. There's no point trying to make it, you know, impressive or skirt around the point. Um, I'm just me. Like I'm pretty open and honest with everything that I talk about. So I guess over the years I have been um, fairly open and um, most of the time it's been pretty good, but 
sometimes it gets me into trouble because some people don't like the fact that you're so open. Um, but, you know, I've been through a lot of different things and, and sometimes it takes someone in the public eye to, you know, to talk about things that are quite personal in the public eye because other people then realise that they're not alone, that they're thinking the same thing, they're feeling the same way and, and quite often ladies will say, I feel like you're talking to me personally. So, yeah, I guess I never set out to do that but it's just, it's just the way I am. One of the things that um, I really wanted to unpack with you today is, you know, you wrote a book uh, when you turned 60 and, as you said, you've been in the public eye for 40 years. So we met you as an Olympian, as, you know, a national treasure, part of an iconic couple. Uh, we've seen you raise your family uh, ahead of us. But now I guess the, the story has come full circle and it's time for you, for Lisa Curry. And... I think that that realisation that you touch on is a really important one and whether you arrive at that space when you're 60 or some people arrive at that space when they're 30, you know, there there are definitely pivotal points in your lifetime and I'm interested as to why it took you until you were 60 where you went, hang on a second, my turn. Well, things have happened along the way. As far as the book was concerned, I... I wanted to write a book for my 50th because I'm thinking like half a century, yay, let's write a book. Um, and then I, I started on the manuscript and then the lady that was writing it with me, um, she got breast cancer and couldn't continue anymore. So I put it on the shelf and continued my life and never got back to it. So it was sitting there for a very long time. But um, then I guess you know, you kind of write a book at a milestone. So I wasn't going to write my book on my 57th birthday, you know. It didn't sort of have any bells that rang with it. So I thought 60 is a good time. Um, and then we had our awful tragedy in the family and I just couldn't even bring myself to think about that. So, you know, things have happened along the way and, um, and I think sometimes, you know, it's just if something doesn't happen for a reason, then it's not meant to be. And so that lots of doors have opened in my life, but if you can't open the door, it's not your door, so you move on. And I think in my life I've, I've followed um, a passion, I've followed a path that I've really enjoyed, and then that opens itself up to other doors as well. So I haven't ever, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I've ever gone up I seem to go out on these tangents and then they, you know, it's like my life has kind of been in and out and up and down and and finally I find myself at 60, which is um, interesting because, <laughs> you know, 60 is a, it's a big number, especially, you know, my kids think I'm old, my grandson thinks I'm old. Um, do you but, feel uh, Some days I do when I wake up and, you know, my joints are aching and, you know, you see the wrinkles starting to get a little little deeper and you just think, oh, no, here we go. You know, I'm going through menopause at the same time and, you know, it's, um, I guess, you know, you would know yourself that the quality of your life, how you grow up, starts to accumulate um, Absolutely. to where you are now. Absolutely. Um, so Everything counts. I always say that. Everything yeah. counts. I know, and and now um, everything is counting. You know, it's taken forty years for my body to um, 
manifest where it is at the moment. So, you know, I actually haven't told anyone this, but I've been in hospital twice with AF, atrial fibrillation. So the doctor told me last week that it's because of all my training, like 40, 50 years almost of training, where your heart is pumping so hard that it gets much bigger and then it starts to stretch and it scars. So the scar tissue creates an electrical problem. So um, he said that's the consequence of having a lifetime of, you know, elite training and competition. And I said to him, well, you know, if I had known back then that this would happen to me now, would I have done the same thing? And my answer was yes. I still would have done it. But see, we know that now. Okay, so um, I had to talk to my my son about it as well and he just said, you know, you just, I mean, you, you can't tell an athlete to slow down. They they love doing what they do. But not only did I compete at three Olympic Games, but when I finished my swimming career, I competed in another sport at a very high level and won four world championships in a sport of outrigger canoeing for 20 years. Like, sure I'm not talking did. like, you know, five you years, sure it was 20 years. Wow. Um, which, and I loved every moment of it. So the consequences of, you know, the hard training, my heart issues, um, you know, and I've kept myself in pretty good nick. Um, I eat well most of the time. I drink some alcohol. Um, I don't smoke. And I try to have a really good balance. So, you know, here we are at the age of 60. You know, it's interesting because I've interviewed a lot of athletes and or people from a a sporting background before on the show. And the thing that's really unique about you is that you've learned to understand your body almost Mm -hmm. as a machine, as a tool in getting you to where you need to go. So as you said, from a young age, you were in elite competitive sport, like there is nothing more elite than being an Olympian. And I'm sure that, you know, at the time you had trainers, you had physicians, you had scientists, you had nutritionists um, making a lot well, of decisions. Not really, that, but not really. That all happened after my career. Right. We didn't, we didn't really have nutritionists. We had a couple of scientists, you know, at the Institute of Sport. But it, that all sort of happened, you know, as I was retiring. So different, different ball game. But would you agree that you... You were someone who understood your body almost like a, an instrument that you would know that if you, you know, if you got your eight hours sleep, it would perform differently to yeah. seven hours sleep. If you ate certain things, you would be able to fuel your body to go faster, harder, longer. Um, and and I would and the reason I bring this up is that often for mere mortals and not Olympians, um, this information doesn't get taught to us this information isn't even intuitively understood by us until we reach a health crisis and I think that's what's interesting is that you are you understand that most women don't start paying attention to the signs until there is a health crisis and you've been able to I guess put all of that experience of knowing your own body and understanding physiology and working with people who understand um, the way the body uh, works to then amalgamate this information in the Happy Healthy You platform that you've created. And I'm curious about, you know, the uh, one of the stats that I read is that you interact with almost 40,000 people a week, a day. I can't remember what it was, but it's... So you've got a really great read on what... Mm-hmm women are experiencing and what they want and what they don't know. 
Mm, that's right. You, you're spot on. And, you know, um, well, a couple of things there. You know, we started the business back in, well, I've known Jeff for 26 years. And Jeff is um, the consulting naturopath who's the co-founder with you. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yes. And we have a team of naturopaths and nutritionists that work um, with us. So we're all about prevention. We're all about, you know, nutrition and movement and meditation and natural supplements and looking after yourself and trying to work, trying to teach ladies how to work out for themselves what is going on with their body. Um, you know, two of our naturopaths and nutritionists um, are young girls who are in their early 20s or they're 25 now. But, you know, they can talk to the younger audience and some of our older naturopaths can talk to the perimenopause and the menopausal audience so we've got a really good range of people but pretty much everything that can go wrong has you know gone wrong in my life and you know you just tend to understand it more if you understand it so that sounds silly but um if everyone did one semester at university on human biology or physiology they would sit there in class like i did and the penny drops and you go, oh, right, that's why that happens and that's how it affects my body because it's not about eating the cake and the fries. It's about what it does to your body on a cellular level. Oh, every single my language, absolutely. Every, every single meal, you know, and we think we can get away with it and we do for a long time and I did for a long time because I was burning off all the energy with, you know, six hours of training every day, I could eat whatever I liked. So my diet has been pretty ordinary probably until the last 10 years or so when I started to realise that actually everything that you put in your mouth does make a difference. Now, when we, when we sit there, stand there and say, it doesn't matter, one more drink, one more drink, one more hot fries, one more Coke, one more donut, you know, it's just it just piles on top of you until 20 or 30 years later, you've got heart disease. You know, where did that come from? You know, and you think back about, you know, what you used to eat all those years ago, even at high school, you know, what have I done to my body where I'm here now? So I always say the first 20 years of your life sets you up for your next 20 years and what you do between 20 and 40 sets you up for the next 60 to 80 year age bracket, whereas you're supposed to be in the prime of your life. That's if you haven't died from a heart attack or a stroke or, you know, you've lost your mobility or you have cancer or something, 60 to 80 is supposed to be going off on holidays, retired, having a great time. And that is actually the natural path. Like all the research on longevity and lifespan and health span suggests that, you know, really 60 is the new 40 and that if you have taken care of your body and even if you haven't, there are many, many things you can do to reset. And that's the good news. And that's why I'm really passionate about the topic on ageless is that it's not all doom and gloom. Yes, what you did in your 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s sets you up for part two, but at any time you can do better than you are now. And I think you were one of the first people, and I really mean this truly, um, so I'm 48, but I actually remember being in my 30s and I think the first time I heard about the concept of hormones and mood health and all of those subjects was through you you were very very mm-hmm. vocal and you were the first celebrity that you know was talking in that language and at the time mm-hmm. I didn't really understand how to 
how it applied to me, mm-hmm. exactly because you said we don't get that education. You haven't sat in, you know, you don't know what you're doing to your body. You're just kind of haphazardly going through life with the vigor of youth. But I do remember that the first inklings of hormonal support, uh, taking care of your energy, being careful around what, uh, you know, your moods are was through things that you were talking about and brands that you were advocating for. Am I right? Yeah, well, I yes, that was probably um, started off probably in the mid-90s. But, you know, it was hard because I had to bear my soul. <laughs> you know, I had to be honest. I mean, I, I didn't punch a hole in the wall. I, I put a hole in the wall from slamming the door so hard that the doorknob went through the wall I remember sitting on the floor just crying and screaming for no reason I was just a mess and you know my poor husband at the time Grant had to put up with this every single month and every single month we could have got divorced but we somehow got through it enough um but we didn't know what it was then it's just these you know these moods this uncontrollable you know, moody and irritable and teariness and crying for no reason. And it was just, but now we know what it is, right? You know, our hormones are imbalanced. We know what causes it. We know what it feels like. We know how to fix it. So, I mean, the happy hormones was an absolute game changer for us. For Jeff and I, you know, we, we, we sat down and we thought, what do women need? And I said, we need something to stop these horrible moods where we just could kill our husbands every single day. Um, and you know, as we've progressed as a company, we've, you know, you know, I even said to him not too long ago, probably a couple of years ago, you know, can we do some skincare? Because I feel like I what I'm using is not working on my skin. So now we have skincare. So um, you know, we've got a whole range of things, but it's what women need to help prevent uh, you know, symptoms or issues in the future. So it's all natural, um, all that information is preventable prevention um and you know we have beautiful eating plans that go with everything so we've really thought about women and what they need but the problem is <laughs> once they get to you know 50 or 60 they feel like they need everything because um, I think you're right I think there's a lot of overwhelm yeah. and and sorting through what you need is is the challenge and there's such a lot of information out there and you know I I always think when we're producing content and I'm sure you do too and I've seen the site it's it's beautifully curated very thoughtful very easy to understand too um and I know how hard that is to do so I just want to say congratulations because I know it's actually to choose what to put up and what not to publish is is a challenge in itself but I think that uh you know I've said this before, and I don't mean any disrespect to the medical system, but it is broken. And it's very, very difficult to find integrative doctors who can help you look at your health in a holistic, preventative way. And in my own kind of gesture towards, you know, helping our readers and followers, I launched a virtual clinic this month where we have a suite of functional tests that you can take. Uh, I partner with a pathology company because, exactly like you said before, you need to know what you need to know. And that means having a health dashboard. We edited through, a, you know, curation of supplements with a naturopath. I'm not a naturopath. I'm not an expert. Uh, I work with a naturopath on that. And 
skincare products, again, you know, we work through with an expert. I am an expert in that area. So everything that we suggested is tried and tested. And I think that what you're doing with um, Happy Healthy You is so unique because you're also uh, allowing people to partner with health practitioners, right? You've got a telehealth component. Yes, yes. The other, the other good thing about all of our Facebook pages and our community that we talk to every single day is that we, elect, firstly, it's, a, it's safe and it's supportive and it's encouraging, it's inspiring for them. But also they, they know that they're not alone. And a lot of ladies, when they have some issues, they, they don't talk about it. But if they come into the group and they might start talking about it or venting about something, they've got hundreds, sometimes thousands of other ladies that come and go, oh, my God, that's me too, you're not alone. And you feel better because you're not going through it. Mm. So it's a real um, feeling of belonging for a lot of ladies. And it's funny when I, I go out shopping, it doesn't matter where I am or sitting on a plane or whatever, someone will come and say, oh, I'm one of your happy hormones ladies and my husband, you know, he loves it and the husband comes and goes, yeah, great, thanks for that, Lisa, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, it's, it's nice when people just come up and say, hey, you know, uh, it works for me. And, but it's, it's nice to be able to help people. Lisa, anyway, what changed like your been... life? What, what was the one thing that you think really impacted your wellness and your ability to handle the enormous amount on your plate and also life's hardest, worst moments? Yeah, I think it was, um, it was in 2007 and I didn't feel well. I was doing a race in Hawaii. Doctor told me not to race, but I did anyway. <laughs> um, and you know, five months later, I found myself in hospital. And I always knew I had an irregular heartbeat because I could hear it when I was sleeping. So, yeah. as an athlete, you're very, very in tune with your body and what's going. You feel everything. And I knew something wasn't right. And my best friend is actually a paramedic, and she got me out of the hospital. But long story short, I have a pacemaker and a defibrillator. And that did change my life because I couldn't do what I used to do. I used to go out on my canoe and paddle for four hours in the middle of the day while the kids were at school because um, my races in Hawaii were, you know, five, six-hour races. And I couldn't do that anymore. And it was like cutting off a hand of a pianist, like now what, you know, and it changed the whole direction of my life. And I had to find something that I could do on land where I could be around people, you know, because if I was out paddling, I had to take a phone, I had to have an EPIRB, I had to have a buddy with me, I had to let people know when I was starting, when I was finishing. It was like, you know, it just takes all the fun out of it. So my life changed then. I um, I did a How old were you when that happened? Training. I was 46. Yeah. Um, did a personal training course, um, went to uni for a couple of semesters, because uh, I always wanted to be a teacher, and I guess I have been. Um, but, you know, I started running boot camps and retreats and my whole life changed. And, you know, at, at first it was hard, but it was so enjoyable. And that's, you know, one of those one of those doors that opened up to the side, not necessarily up, right? So it's just this that's right. meandering life that, you know, that you do. And, um, yeah, and it was, you know, I couldn't think of a, a better life. It's been amazing. But now... Now that I'm 60, now that I've had, you know, 
terrible sadness in my life. It's I think it's time. I think it's time for Lisa. You know, I feel like I've been helping people my whole life. And what does time for Lisa look like to you? You know, we always talk about um, planning, blue skying, vision boarding. I'm really curious to see how Lisa Curry, you know, envisions, you know, the next 20, 40, 60 years. Yeah, well, I've got three little grandsons now and I like to spend time with them. Um, But if you follow me on Instagram, you'll you'll see what we're up to. I I cleaned out our bus yesterday. We've got a Toyota Coaster bus and I'm like on the road. And I've done it once before. I travelled around Australia for two years, but I worked in 100 towns. Like that was my goal. This time I want to go on the bus. I don't want to work in 100 towns. I just want to go to a town and sit in a cafe and talk to the people at the next table, not have a function put on that I have to go to, you know. I so love I can that. just have fun, just sleep in if I want to and go for a walk if I want to and not have the responsibility of being somewhere, you know, on a, on a, on a trip around Australia. This country is absolutely beautiful and there's so much to see and we just want to pack up and take the dog and go. Lisa, one of the things that you have as part of Happy Healthy You is this self-diagnosis. I would love for you to share what that is because I think it's part of the wisdom of, I guess, experience in life. And, you know, you touched on it before as an athlete, you're so self-aware and you you know how to scan your body. But this particular, you know, five-minute self-assessment that you talk about is so good and it can be used by anyone. And to me, it, it's simplicity is what makes it really, really good. And I'd love for you to share what that is. <laughs> well, it's simple because I used to teach it to um, uh, grade one kids and preppy kids. <laughs> Do it. So Just, uh, teach I, it to us. <laughs> but it makes, it makes sense. So when you say I need to look after myself or you need to look after yourself, self, so I used to say to the kids, so how do we spell the word self? And they'd all put their hand up when their little, you know, teeth or fallen out teeth, they go, S-E-L-F. And I said, okay, S stands for something that we need to do every single day. What do you think S stands for? And they'd say um, sausages or they'd say, you know, any words starting with S. But we finally get around to it and it's sleep. So if you think about the four things, I could tell you the kids, the kids' version, but it's much longer. So S is for sleep, E is for exercise, L is for love, and F is for food. So if we ask ourselves a question, am I getting enough sleep? Am I sleeping soundly? Am I waking up refreshed? E for exercise. Am I exercising every day? Am I doing something? Dance, surf, walk, jog, swim, whatever it might be. Makes you feel good. L is for love. Am I getting love in the in the day somehow? Am I getting love? Am I feeling love? Loved? Am I um, giving love? Am I doing something that I love? F is for food. Am I putting in the right food, the correct nutritional food into my mouth every single day? And if you can ask yourself those four questions, then you can start. And if you're honest, you can start to think about, well, maybe I'm lacking in this area. And if you start to work on your food and your exercise and, and um, you know, loving what you do, your sleep's probably going to be better anyway. So it's all interconnected. Everything affects everything else, as we know. So you get one part of the body that's not working properly, 
and all of a sudden it starts to affect everything else. So we have to look at the body as a whole and not just, it's like, it's like when you train in the gym, you know, you can't spot reduce. You can't just do sit-ups for a great stomach. You know, it's, it's the whole body. The same thing, you know, we ask ourselves the questions, eat the right food. Am I drinking two litres of water a day? I mean, I find drinking two litres of water not. a day really hard. <laughs> no. I am not. It, <laughs> what about libido? Um, how, you know, it's such an important part of aging well, of feeling youthful, energized. And I think, you know, we have a lot of spokespeople in their 20s and 30s uh, and 40s even. But as a woman in your 60s, as someone who advocates, you know, happy, healthy you, surely a happy, healthy libido is part of that conversation. Yeah. And I think it's part of feeling good about yourself as well. Um, we had a, a live with one of our naturopaths last week about libido and there were some funny comments in there um, as well. But, you know, sometimes an understanding husband is the best foreplay you can have. <laughs> you know, they understand what you're going through and, uh, um, you know, understanding and, and gentle with you as you go through menopause where, you know, you might put on weight and like like I have and I I feel you know, my clothes don't fit me and I just don't feel like the same Lisa in my body. And so you tend to, you know, you kind of towel around, you you know, where before you didn't. And But you know what? I said to the ladies, when you are naked in the bedroom with your husband, you're the only naked woman in the room. And as far as he's concerned, that's all he wants. <laughs> he wants that naked woman in the room. Um, but, you know, libido is something that affects different people. In our group, we always have a... a it always makes good conversation. Um, some some people are really funny. They're like, oh, couldn't be bothered, couldn't couldn't care less if I ever had it again. And other people are like, oh, yeah, you know, I have it three times a day. And it's like, what? Really? So all the ladies are sort of interacting with, with the libido. But um, I know my friend takes happy hormones and she said it really affects her. Look, it really affects her libido. Like she, it, it's good for her. So there are things that work you know, for people in different ways. Um, it's an interesting topic, though. It's not, you know, a one-size-fits-all. So you created Happy uh, Hormones, but I'm really curious, if you were to make the next magical supplement, what would it be for? Ooh, I would make one for men. I would make a, um, a Happy Hormones for men. Happy man mode. Happy hormone. <laughs> I like that. I think, you know, I think they have their moments as well. They do. It's um, real. The male menopause is real, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we've got a few new ones coming um, coming along at the moment. We just released our collagen and Happy Defence, which is great for your immunity. Um, I'd love to do one, or we are doing one, for um, teenagers um, yes. and reproductive. Sign me up for that one. But they can already take happy hormones, but we're changing the formula so it's more um, specific for them and the reproductive years. Um, so probably, you know, between 13 and 30. Um, so, yeah, there's still still a lot of products that we can do, but the best thing about it all is it's they're all natural. And we have a team of staff that are there seven days a week answering every question that you put into the forum. So it's amazing to have that that um, ability to be able to do that. Lisa, do you have any goals for yourself? Um, I mean, obviously the book was a 
lovely milestone um, and you've got the travel planned. I'm, I'd love to know what are some bucket list items that remain for you or that you're working on now? Um, I would like to, uh, I'd actually like to write another book, not like the one I just did, but more about the adventures that we're going to have in the future. Um, we're going husky dog sledding in January, so I'm very excited about that. We were supposed to do that two years ago, but um, COVID put an end to that. And um, I don't know, it's just uh, travel, um, getting just getting settled. Um, I mean, the background here is the nice part of my office, if you saw that part of it. <laughs> They're like just getting settled. I've just got a I've got so many projects going on at, at once that it's um I I need to declutter my life. That's a that's a big goal for me because I think when you declutter your life, you feel I don't know, you just feel more relaxed. But do you work me, with anyone? Do you have a life coach? Do you have a business coach? Um, you know, obviously you, you've always trained and you've been a trainer, but I'm curious, do you have someone that helps you with that aspect of your life? I have a couple of people that I turn to, yes, when I need some advice. One is my personal trainer that I've had for um, 12 years. Um, she's great. My masseur is great. My ex-strength training coach, he's great. Um, and sometimes the best counselling you can ever have is a $5 copy with your girlfriends. Yes. So, um, yeah, and <laughs> my husband's, yeah, my husband's really understanding as well and, and, you know, we can talk about anything at all. We just, you know, sit down, go through things and there's always a way to do something. Um, and we know that in the end everything will be okay. But I'll tell you what, if you don't have your health, it's really hard to do the things that you want to do. So. At the moment for me, I feel like I'm back at square one. I have to, I've had two years of absolute, you know, horrendous sadness and I, I feel like I've got to start back again and I feel like I'm at square one. So I've just got to make my checklist every day. I've got to make sure that I can um, be accountable to it and, you know, slowly, slowly take just one step at a time. Well, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of a nation when I say we love you so much and it was just such an absolute honour to have you on the show. Um, so it's really nice to see you well and thriving and, we, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing. I think that the conversations you've been having for a long time are so important and, yeah, we've seen you live a lot of life and we're excited to see what you do next. Yeah, thank you so much. I think um, just one thing I didn't mention, that if people are not, not sure where to start with their health um, and their wellness, we have a really good um, online assessment. And when you print it out, it, it actually stages it in all the different questions that you are asked. So it gives you suggestions of how you can change your life and your health and your wellness. Um, and what I tell people is just pick one. Pick one that's easy and do that for a couple of weeks. And then pick something else and then just start adding that in. So, like, for example, um, believe this, I, I'm, I have to cut out coffee. So I'm cutting down. I've got, like, decaf coffee, but today I had a green juice instead. So it's just little changes that you have to make to your life each day. 
I think it is about the incremental changes. And I think you're right that you don't need to overwhelm yourself with wanting to do this whole life makeover. I wrote a book Mm -hmm. a few years ago and uh, at the beginning, it was a life makeover book. And it was like, pick the things you want to polish. You You know, everyone is okay where they are, but everyone wants to polish one or two areas of your life. And I think you're quite right. Just choose one little healthy ritual to enhance or take away something that's not so healthy slowly slowly catch the tiger just baby steps maybe steps lisa thank you so much for being on the show um i will have links to happy healthy you uh at the end of this episode as well and i just want to thank you again for being on ageless by rescue podcast thank you so much it was lovely being with you this afternoon Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 